This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, dear listener. Please subscribe to our channel. Enjoy watching. I loved my life. I had everything I needed for happiness. I had a beautiful wife, Gloria, and a nine-year-old daughter, Missy. My wife worked as a history professor at the university, and I worked as an editor at the local newspaper. In addition to my job, I tried to write a book. It was my hobby and dream. I wanted to achieve success in this endeavor and make a decent income someday. But my wife didn't share my views. She thought it was a waste of time. Gloria often liked to express her opinion. She considered herself a smart and successful woman who always knew what was right. Despite this unpleasant trait, I loved Gloria. We had many bright moments in life. We lived in a private house. I managed to buy this house when I sold my late father's old estate. It was a beautiful family nest. We spent many wonderful evenings here. I thought I wouldn't have to worry about anything serious anymore. I had become so accustomed to this happy and peaceful life that I took it for granted. But this bliss didn't last forever. One day, I began to notice that Gloria was changing. She became more silent and spent less time at home. Gloria hardly expressed her opinion anymore, but I still didn't see anything good in it. It was as if she didn't care anymore. Gloria, my dear, I wanted to talk to you. I decided to talk to her. What's wrong, Jason? I can't understand what's happening. Are you okay? I asked anxiously, yes, Jason, why do you ask? Gloria replied with surprise, you've changed lately. You spend less time at home, often stay late at work. I can see that you've become somewhat different, and it worries me. I started asking her questions. Jason, calm down, everything's fine with me. I'm just working on my research to earn my professorship. It takes a lot of time and attention. She answered, but I sensed a slight irritation in her voice. I see, Gloria, but are you devoting too much time to it? I continued, listen, Jason, you're still writing your silly book, right? I don't ask you how much time you spend on it. And I felt like she had decided to jab me with her answer. Sweetheart, what does my book have to do with this? I never spend too much time on that. I allocate time for myself, work, and the family. But you, I have a feeling that you've decided to put our family on the back burner completely. But I let her reproach pass my ears and continued. Jason, don't talk nonsense. I remember perfectly well that I have a family. I'm trying to fulfill all my household duties. But as soon as I started spending a bit more time at work, you start interrogating me. Gloria continued to make excuses. Dear, don't be so defensive. I'm just trying to figure everything out. Even the time you spend at home, it's as if you're not with us. We haven't been alone together for a long time. You always have excuses. I was starting to get a little angry. Jason, I understand that things are a bit different from what you'd like. 
Believe me, it's not easy for me either, and I'd like to improve our family life. But right now, a new achievement is at stake. We need to endure a little for it to work out. Trust me, when I finish this work, everything will be fine. We will definitely work on our communication. We will come up with something, just don't throw a tantrum, please. My wife decided to tone it down, sensing my displeasure. I'll try, Gloria. But I want to make it clear that family is the most important thing. Your ambition is good, but don't forget that your family is waiting for you at home. We need to maintain that. I said, calming down a bit. All right, Jason, I'll try to adjust my schedule. Conversations with Gloria led to nothing. She either didn't want to listen to me or simply pretended to. She continued to disappear at work. She assured me that it was all about work and nothing more. I looked at her, and I couldn't understand what was happening. I tried to talk to her repeatedly, but every time Gloria changed the subject, she aggressively reacted to any of my attempts to discuss it. I was already tired of listening to her constant excuses. She placed her job far above our family, and it was simply unbearable. It was as if I were living not with a wife, but just with a roommate who didn't care about what was happening at home. Furthermore, I had recently noticed that Gloria had changed her appearance. She started dressing more provocatively and wearing brighter makeup. She hadn't been like that before. She used to be a rather gentle woman with natural beauty. But now she was completely different. Unpleasant thoughts crept into my mind, and I felt that she was hiding something. Gloria, please come to me, I called my wife. Darling, I'm running late. What did you want? Gloria replied in a rush. I wanted to talk to you. And this is no joke. Darling, can't it wait for another time? I have too much on my plate. My wife tried to end the dialogue quickly. That's the point, you have too much on your plate. I simply don't have time to talk to you. So, you'll have to stay a bit longer. I decided to insist and continue to ask her questions. Yes, what's happened? My wife pretended to be an innocent sheep. Don't pretend like nothing's happening. You know why I want to talk to you. I was starting to get pissed off by her behavior. Jason, please, don't start. Gloria kept trying to evade answering. I'm not starting, I'm continuing. Gloria, look at yourself. How you've changed. You started dressing provocatively and wearing bright makeup. You've simply stopped thinking about the family. And I just don't understand what's happening. Jason, how much longer? Yes, I decided to change my appearance a bit. Is that so bad? Don't you like it? You're talking as if you're doing this for me. You've never dressed up like this for me before. You're gone all day. Jason, do you really think I'm cheating on you? Is that what you're getting at? I don't know what to think anymore. You've clearly changed. I don't know how you're spending your time. What are you doing? I just don't understand what's happening in your life anymore. Jason, calm down. I've already explained everything to you. I have an important job. It takes up too much time, and I can't even think about anything else properly. I'm not going out, I'm working hard to achieve my goal. But you're just suppressing it. I don't understand why you refuse to believe me. 
you're constantly looking for some catch, but there isn't one. I'm just busy with work. I agree that I've changed a little. But I really am doing it for you. Gloria began to reassure me and made more and more excuses. You've been driving me crazy with your work. There's always time for both family and work. And you constantly use work as an excuse. You're clearly not telling me something. I was starting to get sick of her answers. I already realized that this conversation was not going to do anything. Jason, don't lose your mind. I always tell you everything. You're the most important man in my life. I don't need anyone else. But if you continue with your suspicions and interrogations, you'll only make things worse. And now, I really have to go. Gloria said, turned around, and walked away. I looked at her and saw that she was hiding something. Initially, it seemed like paranoia to me, but now I understood that she was taking me for a fool. Her job couldn't have taken up so much time, there had to be something else Gloria wasn't telling me. I wanted to believe that nothing serious was happening, that there was a reasonable explanation that would put my mind at ease. However, my thoughts leaned towards the idea that things weren't as simple as they seemed, perhaps something bad was going on. Gloria not only continued to neglect her family, but she also started spending even more time away from home. Now she began conducting additional courses for her students. According to her, someone from the management would put in a good word for her if her students performed well on their exams. So, she was preparing them. But soon, a moment came that left me completely puzzled. It was already very late, and Gloria still wasn't home. She wasn't answering my calls. Gloria came home very late at night, quite intoxicated. Gloria, what the hell are you doing? Jason, please, don't shout. Yes, I stayed out a little late tonight. I'm sorry, but I also need to unwind. Today was my colleague's birthday, and we all stayed out together. My wife began to make excuses. Gloria, just look at yourself. You can barely stand on your feet. How am I supposed to understand this? You never used to drink at all. All your corporate events used to end early. And now you come home in the middle of the night and tell me you decided to relax a bit. With irony and irritation, I continued to figure things out. Jason, I'm sorry, I overdid it a bit, I admit it. But I sensed insincerity in her justification. Gloria, tell me honestly, where were you? I was getting tired of it, but I kept asking her questions. But I've already told you everything. Why are you interrogating me like this? Jason, what's gotten into you? I'm exhausted from work. Now I have additional teaching with the students on top of that. And at home, I have to deal with your constant questioning. It was obvious that these were just excuses. I don't even know which students you're spending time with anymore. Maybe you're just lying to me. I had already turned to yelling. What do you mean? That I'm going out instead of working? Jason, you're just making things up. I don't know where you're getting all these ideas. You're driving me crazy with your suspicions. I don't understand, don't you trust me at all? She tried desperately to convince me that my suspicions were unfounded. But the distrust was already choking me from the inside. I'm trying to trust you. But your actions are making it hard for me to do so. Look at how distant you've become from the family. 
Do you think I'm just trying to pry into your life for no reason? In anger, I said. All right, Jason, I'm sorry. I understand it all now. I don't want to erode your trust anymore. I'll finish my work soon, and you won't have to worry like this anymore. I looked again at the drunken Gloria and didn't answer her, I just turned around and left. I didn't hear anything new for myself, every time she apologized and made excuses, if only I would get away from her as quickly as possible. But, to be honest, I myself am tired of constantly sorting out relationships that have changed a lot lately. I didn't trust Gloria anymore, but I had to find out what she really did, what she did. I picked the moment when she was about to take additional courses for her students. Missy was visiting our neighbors at the time, staying overnight with her friend, Stephanie. I said that I needed to go to the store to do some shopping, and I parked not far from the house. I saw Gloria leave the house. I slowly followed her, staying at a distance so that she wouldn't notice. Gloria walked a couple of blocks, and then a car with tinted windows drove up to her, Gloria got into the car and they drove away. I followed them. We were driving in a direction unknown to me, but Gloria did not say where she held her courses, perhaps it was a building away from the university. The car drove up to a private house and drove through the gate. I didn't see who else was in the car. I parked nearby and headed to this house. The doors were not locked, so I went in. I was hoping to see a group of students with notes, but that was not it. Right in the middle of the hall, two students had my wife on a leather sofa. These bastards perverted my wife as best they could. Fucking bastards. I shouted and ran up to them. I kicked one bastard and punched the other one in the face. They fell to the floor nearby. Frightened, Gloria herself fell off the sofa. In a fit of anger and rage, I overturned a large and rather heavy wooden table that stood nearby. This table fell sideways right onto the necks of these bastards and crushed them pretty hard. I leaned on the table, crushing these bastards even more. Gloria, you dirty bastard. What are you allowing yourself to do, creature? I thought about everything, but what would it be? You sick chicken. Jason, stop, please. You will kill them. Of course I'll kill them. And you along with them. What have you done here? Gloria, how could you lie to me so much? You swore to me that you had a job, found thousands of excuses not to be with your family, and to fuck with who knows who. You looked me in the eyes and lied, made me guilty. Did your conscience really allow you to do so easily? Although after what I have seen now, it no longer seems so surprising to me. Mister, please, mister. Let go, I can't breathe. One student wheezed, begging to let him go, while the second bastard could no longer say a word. Shut up, bastard. I shouted. Jason, you're right, you're right about everything. I don't know how this happened. But I couldn't stop. I needed it, although now I don't know why I did it. Please forgive me, forgive me. I made a terrible mistake. This is all wrong. I understand it. Please, let's just go home. I will go home. But you're not. You don't live there anymore. And I don't want to see you anymore. All your words are just another lie. Enough for me. I'm not going to live like this anymore. Now you don't have to make up excuses. Live as you want. This doesn't concern me anymore. 
I'm leaving. I said and pulled the table to the side. The bastards began to greedily swallow air and cough. Gloria begged me to wait. She tried to get dressed on the go and ran after me. I just got into the car and started the engine. Gloria ran after the car in tears and banged on the glass, but I didn't stop. This terrible picture froze in my eyes. I just didn't know what to do next. Pain and hatred tore me apart, making it impossible to concentrate. I just didn't know how to deal with this pain. But still, the awareness of betrayal came to me. I realized that I just needed to get rid of Gloria as quickly as possible, otherwise I would not be able to calm down. I contacted lawyers to prepare for divorce. Everything was simple with the division of property, because a marriage contract had been drawn up. Everything was much more complicated with my daughter. After all, I didn't want this monster to approach her. But one piece of news helped me in court to leave my daughter. These nasty students secretly filmed themselves fucking Gloria on their phones. The video was leaked onto the internet. Everyone learned about this immoral act. Of course, Gloria was kicked out of work, and in court they took my side. As for these young lovers, their lives were cut short. At another party, these bastards got drunk on cheap underground alcohol and became seriously poisoned. The alcohol used was industrial alcohol, which was strictly forbidden to be consumed. Due to the large dose, these bastards died. But I didn't gloat about it, I didn't care anymore, I was trying to establish a new life. But Gloria prevented me from doing this. After the court stripped her of everything. She started stalking me. First she tried to beg for forgiveness. But when she realized it was impossible, she started spreading rumors about me. She even tried to threaten me. Said she'd find people who could help her get even with me. I finally got sick of it. So I went to the police, having previously recorded all her statements. The court issued a restraining order against approaching me and my daughter. And that's when she changed tactics. She started begging for forgiveness again. But I decided to block her on her phone and social media. Anyway, she realized it was no use trying to talk me into it. And she just disappeared from my life forever. I was overjoyed. My daughter often asked about her mother. But I understood perfectly well that such a spoiled person as my ex had no right to influence my daughter. In general further events developed as follows. After about half a year of all these events, I got a call from her mother. She began to tell me that Gloria had become depressed and had even tried to commit suicide. I asked them where she was now, and they said that she was in the hospital and psychologists were working with her. I didn't trust my ex-mother-in-law much. I found out the address and decided to check it out myself. I met with Gloria's attending doctor and he confirmed everything to me. Of course I hated her, but I am not a beast and after counseling, I decided to allow my ex to visit my daughter. Gloria looked very pitiful. I decided to give her a chance to break out of her depression. Although I had great doubts that she would be able to do so. Thinking that it could save her from negative thoughts. I allowed Gloria to see my daughter. She was happy, but it didn't last long. Gloria got involved in another adventure. She met some swindler and went abroad. I wasn't surprised by her decision, but I didn't regret it either. She didn't bother me anymore. But her life of deception did not last long. After some time, her sister told me the news. Her new lover owes a lot of money to bad people. 
as a result, they were burned together in their own house. It was sad, but I never looked back. At this difficult moment in my life, I met Cynthia. She was a real gift from fate. Cynthia helped me believe in myself again, I quickly finished my book, which became unexpectedly popular, and I became a successful writer. Missy received true motherly love and care, which she lacked from her own mother. I was lucky to have a full-fledged family again, and I now looked confidently into my future. It has now been three years since those sad events. You know, I'm doing just fine. God has rewarded me for my patience and the trials I have had to endure. My son was born half a year ago and I have a lot of new and pleasant things to do. But sometimes I look back and remember those events and feel a little sad. After all, there aren't so many wonderful things in life. And many people just live their lives in vain. Spending it on vices, drugs, and other nonsense. And I'm also once again convinced that for all bad deeds, there's always payback. And no matter how you run away from your problems, they'll catch up with you. I am now so consumed with love for my beautiful wife and my children that I feel a wonderful sense of joyful gratitude. Thank you for listening to my story. We have another amazing story for you today about a guy who was betrayed by his wife. Leaving him with the kids. A story worthy of your attention. I met my wife and we were together for almost 10 years, including 7 years of marriage. We have two grown children who have their own lives now. Our first date was a bit awkward. My wife is an attractive woman with a lively personality, while I'm more reserved and not exactly a heartthrob. I'm not bad looking, but I don't consider myself a real charmer. I tend to be quiet, and my wife has always been the one who stands out at parties or events. She has a kind heart, always seeing the good in people and being empathetic. Surprisingly, she liked me, and our relationship grew. Eventually, we got married and started building our life together. Things were going really well. We had a nice home, stable finances, supportive families, great friends, and our kids were thriving. But like in many stories, there's often a turning point that changes everything. For us, that turning point was a pregnancy. We already had two young kids and decided to go for a third to have an even bigger and happier family. Our closeness had never been a concern, and we quickly found out that we were expecting number three. I was overjoyed when my wife shared the news, and we waited about three months before telling our families about the new addition. Over the next three months, we were busy preparing for the baby's arrival. We focused on planning the nursery, getting our other kids ready for the new addition, and taking a look at our finances, among other things. One day, my wife called me with devastating news. Something was wrong with the baby. We rushed her to the hospital, but unfortunately, at the six-month mark, she had a termination. It was a tragic and heartbreaking experience for both of us. The next day, as we headed back home, there was nothing but silence and sadness. My wife retreated to her room and didn't come out for three days. She was overwhelmed with grief and depression, believing that she had let me down as her wife. I reassured her countless times that this was not her fault, that it was beyond our control, and that we could try again when the time was right. But she couldn't shake off the blame and fell into a deep depression. It took about six months, but gradually she started to emerge from her sadness and regain her usual self. We were both doing well with the kids. Her personality began to shine again, and we started discussing our plans for the future. She also started exercising and taking care of herself, getting back into shape. 
I must say she looked amazing, and I loved complimenting her and expressing my love for her. During that time, she brought up the idea of getting a part-time job. It wasn't primarily about the money but more about staying active and engaged outside of the house. I thought it was a fantastic idea and encouraged her to consider what she wanted to do and pursue it. Surprisingly, she ended up getting a job as a waitress and bartender at a nearby restaurant. Despite having a business degree, she didn't want a typical office job. She felt that the hours and responsibilities would be too overwhelming given our home and family. But this job would get her moving and active. It would allow her to earn some money for herself and feel a sense of contribution. Additionally, she mentioned that she needed the opportunity to interact with other adults and break out of the isolation at home. Once again, I expressed my support and told her to go for it. I mentioned earlier that my wife is an attractive woman. I should also mention that she has a curvaceous figure and was looking fantastic with her improved fitness and weight loss. She's always attracted attention from men, but she's always been faithful to me and I've never had a reason to doubt her. She started her job and was doing well. She worked two to three nights a week, often on Fridays or Saturdays. I felt a bit uneasy about her work attire because she dressed in a way that emphasized her figure. It was tasteful, but I admit I wish she would opt for more conservative outfits. She found my concern amusing and jokingly said it was a clever way to earn bigger tips and maybe spark more romantic interest from me. The restaurant owner was a decent man who ran a successful business. He treated his employees fairly and his entire family worked there. However, his son, to be honest, was a bit of an arrogant idiot. He was born into wealth and didn't hide his enjoyment of a lavish lifestyle. He was around the same age as my wife, and I must admit, quite good-looking. He was married but didn't have any children yet. His wife was also a lovely and wonderful person who worked at the restaurant managing the books. The son was in charge of catering and special events, or at least that was his role. From what I gathered, he was lazy and constantly shirked his responsibilities onto his family and co-workers. What he really loved was lifting weights, working out, showing off his fancy car, depending on his family's wealth, and boasting about his prowess with women. I'm not sure how his wife tolerated all of this. He certainly had a flashy persona, but I wasn't at all impressed. Right from the start, I could tell he was nothing more than an empty, boastful talker. My wife had mentioned several times that the guy was attractive in an exciting way, but he had a terrible personality, and she couldn't stand him. However, she had to work with him, so she kept her feelings to herself to maintain peace. They had regular interactions due to work, and somehow a friendship began to develop between them. I wasn't overly worried, but I did caution her that this guy seemed troublesome and advised her to be careful around him. Over the next few months, my wife started behaving strangely. She became overly protective of her phone, claimed to have to work late, and frequently disappeared for long periods, saying she was shopping or running errands. She also became somewhat distant towards me, and I noticed a decline in her attentiveness towards the kids compared to before. My wife is usually a great mother, but during this time, she seemed impatient and more willing to hand over responsibilities to me. It was challenging for me since I also had a full-time job and was the primary earner for our family. I expressed my concerns to her, but she assured me that everything was fine and that I was imagining problems that didn't exist. One night, when my wife and I were alone and it was quite late, I tried to initiate closeness, but she rejected me completely. I asked her what was wrong, and that's when she started crying and trembling. 
I asked her again what the problem was, and what I heard next shocked me to the core. My wife dropped a bombshell on me, confessing that she had been involved with the owner's son for nearly six months. Their relationship had become close, and she declared her love for him. She stated that our marriage was over and she planned to leave me to move in with him. According to her, she had been deeply unhappy since the termination of our pregnancy, and she felt that something in our marriage had irreparably changed. She wanted a fresh start and the freedom to live her own life. She emphasized that she loved this guy and believed he could bring her happiness. Naturally, I was extremely shaken by this revelation and pleaded with her to reconsider. But she insisted that it was too late for that and she had already secured an apartment to move in with her new boyfriend. I asked about our kids, and she suggested that it would be best for them to stay with me in the house to maintain a stable home environment, assuring me that she would still be there to see them. To say I was shocked and bewildered would be an understatement. My wife couldn't understand why I was so surprised, as she believed I was well aware of her dissatisfaction with our marriage, and she saw the termination as the final straw. I was pretty upset when I found out who she was involved with. It's one thing to get completely screwed over by your wife, but it's another thing to discover that she's leaving you for a real scumbag. I don't want to make a generalization, but there does seem to be some truth to the fact that many women are attracted to guys like him. I'm not sure if it's his looks, flashy lifestyle, or his big mouth, but she clearly had an interest in him, and things escalated from there. I was also shocked to learn that they had been involved for six months without me having any clue. They apparently had closeness in his car, at the restaurant, in hotels, his place, and even our home when nobody was around. It was a true betrayal, and it hurt me deeply. But I tried to think about how I would handle the situation and kept my perspective and composure. What followed were several weeks filled with tears, sadness, pleading, and just a whole lot of crap. My family, especially my dad, was furious and started saying awful things about her. Even my wife's family was upset about the situation, but they didn't display the same level of animosity and bitterness as my side did. I had to step in and ask my dad to stop with the hateful insults towards my wife. After all, she was still the mother of his grandchildren, and he needed to show her respect as a grandfather. My dad actually agreed with me and praised me for how I handled the whole situation. I told him that seeking revenge on my soon-to-be ex-wife wouldn't benefit me in any way. She's the mother of my children, and it's important for us to have a cordial relationship for the sake of our kids. Don't get me wrong, I would have loved to be a jerk, but I thought long and hard about it. I believe I made the right choice, and looking back, I would have done the same thing. As I mentioned, it was a tough couple of weeks, but she did move out and into an apartment with this guy. She still saw our children and tried to be involved in their lives. I also felt awful for the guy's wife, who was devastated by what happened. She left the restaurant and found another job, and she filed for divorce. I would bump into her at the local grocery store sometimes and always wished her well. She was originally from Pennsylvania and eventually moved back home. I heard she remarried a good man and now has a happy life and children. I truly wish her nothing but the best. There's no doubt in my mind that leaving that guy was the best thing that ever happened to her. The divorce itself went smoothly. She did receive some money from me as part of dividing our assets. I agreed to pay alimony support for a short period of time, which I think lasted six months. To be honest, it felt like a small price to pay just to get out of the situation. I would have agreed to any financial demand she made just to put it all behind us. 
I was granted primary custody of the children, and she had visitation rights 50% of the time. I told her she was always welcome to stop by and see the kids. She did visit them on many occasions, and things seemed somewhat stable. I like to think she enjoyed seeing me when she came to visit, but maybe I was just hoping for that. My wife didn't earn much, but she did make a small child support payment every month. I have to give her credit for doing her best and never missing a payment. When it came to the kids, looking back, I have no doubt that my wife was going through some kind of personal crisis because of the termination and its aftermath. I'm nothing special, and it's hard to believe she would have done what she did if she was in her right mind. But I was powerless, and there wasn't much I could do about it. The day we finalized the divorce by signing the papers felt surreal. Despite our amicable approach, it was still tough to go through. We met at our lawyer's office, and it was a somber affair for me. It saddened me to see how happy she seemed about the situation, especially since she was there with her dirtbag boyfriend. It was quite shocking to witness her almost giddy demeanor. We had spent many years together and built a family, so it was the only time during the whole divorce process that I felt disrespected. However, I chose to let it slide because there was nothing left to prove. The marriage was over, and we had to move forward. When I put my signature on the papers, I noticed a hint of regret in her eyes. I think my words had caught her off guard because I had prepared in advance and knew exactly what I wanted to say. I must admit I'm proud of how well it came across. I'm no actor, but on that day, I had a knack for the dramatic. I had written down my thoughts and rehearsed them until I had it down pat, and this is what I expressed, I'm certainly saddened by this. I believe we had a good life and made a strong team. If you feel I let you down because I couldn't bring you the happiness you sought, and you thought someone else could offer you a better chance at happiness, I apologize. I believe the termination had a significant impact on all of this, more than we realize. When tragedies occur, it can either bring people closer together or drive them apart. It's sad and ironic that what should have been a joyful experience ended up destroying us. In the end, but that's all in the past now. My priority is for you to have a happy life, and we can work together to provide our kids with the happiest and most stable life possible. The room fell silent as I spoke these words. Her face turned pale, and I could see a hint of regret in her eyes. With that, I stood up, shook her hand, wished her well, said goodbye and her lawyer assured me that he would send me a copy of the divorce papers. Things went okay at first. She was living with this guy, but within several months, chinks began to appear in their relationship. He apparently drank too much, was pretty much shiftless, lived off his family, and really was not much of a man. He also apparently had a wandering eye and was already lining up his next conquest. She was a younger girl who worked in another restaurant, which was also owned by his father. Of interest is that I continued to order food from the original establishment. The owner would always greet me when I came in for my order and always had a look of embarrassment on his face. I couldn't bring myself to stay in that place. It would have been too awkward. My ex-wife was working there and living with her new boyfriend, who also happened to abandon his own wife. Needless to say, the owner wasn't pleased. He was a family-oriented man who once expressed his confusion about where he went wrong with his son. As expected, things started to go downhill for this new, exciting power couple. They were constantly fighting, and it became clear that things weren't going well for my ex-wife. I believe she began to realize that maybe I wasn't such a bad option after all and that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. 
She had a reliable man in me who always prioritized her and the kids. I was a good husband, and it seemed like she had made a terrible choice. She would call me from time to time to complain about her life, but I made it clear that I wasn't the right person to talk to about it. She argued that I had been her best friend and she could always confide in me. I acknowledged that it used to be true, but things had changed, and I didn't feel comfortable being involved in her discussions anymore. I believed she needed to work things out on her own with her new partner. She agreed, but I could sense some pain and regret in her voice when she hung up after our conversation. One night, she had the kids at her apartment for a sleepover with her awful boyfriend to watch movies. Later that evening, I received a distressed call from her. It turned out that this guy had gotten drunk and became frustrated because the kids didn't want to watch one of his shows. I'm not sure what show it was, but the kids had no interest in it. So he lost his temper and slapped my youngest daughter because he thought she was being disrespectful. It was a hard slap that left a mark on her cheek. Naturally, I immediately went over to her place when I received the call. My initial instinct was to involve the police, and maybe I should have done just that. However, I went there to get my kids and took them with me. I warned him that if I heard anything else about this incident, my next call would be to the police, and he would face serious trouble. I must admit it gave me some satisfaction to say to my ex-wife, so this is what you left me for. She didn't respond, but looked down in shame. I think she was embarrassed by what had happened. I'm not sure if that meant she regretted the divorce, but I believe she realized the gravity of her actions and felt remorseful. Surprisingly, later that night, I heard a knock on my door, and there she was, sobbing and visibly upset. I allowed her to come in, and she explained that she had broken up with her boyfriend and wanted to come back home. I took a few minutes to think it over and then told her that I loved her and we had a history, but I couldn't do it. After everything that had occurred, I didn't think it was a good idea for her to return, as there were too many painful memories. I couldn't leave the mother of my children alone on the street, though. She came inside and called her parents. I drove her to their place for her to stay. My former father-in-law greeted me at the door and expressed his gratitude. He said I had always been a good man and husband, appreciating that I prioritized the kids and ensured his daughter's safety as my ex-wife. I told him that I would always love his daughter. Things may not have turned out as we wanted, but I wouldn't let any harm come to her. To this day, I'm proud of what I did that night and the decision I made to protect my kids and ultimately my ex-wife. She stayed at her parents' house for about a year until she could stand on her own two feet again. Eventually, she found a good job and moved into her own place. She remained a good mother, and her old energy and enthusiasm returned. It wasn't perfect, but there was some sense of normalcy. She had a series of unsuccessful relationships, and I believe she was taken advantage of multiple times. She would often tell me that I was the best partner she had ever had and that no one else could compare. Maybe it was just empty words, but I liked hearing it. Despite all that, we didn't rekindle any romantic feelings, and we maintained a friendly and respectful relationship. I could have been with her again if I wanted to, but I was too afraid of getting hurt again. During that time, I went on dates with several women, but I wasn't looking for anything serious. Some of them wanted more from me, but I wasn't willing to go down that path. I was focused on work, my kids, and had no interest in getting married again or entering a long-term relationship. There were just too many painful memories, and I decided that being single was the best choice for me. The years flew by. 
My kids did well, went to college, built successful careers, got married, and started families of their own. I would see my ex-wife at family events regularly. She would always ask if I was seeing anyone and if there was still a chance for us to reunite. I always told her no because some things in life stick with you, and you can't escape from them. She would look sad and admit that leaving me was the worst decision and mistake she ever made. She said there isn't a day that goes by without her wondering, what if? She mentioned how difficult it was for her to attend events like weddings, birthdays, and family gatherings. The toughest moments for her were the funerals of her parents, where she felt a profound sadness. Seeing me there reminded her that I had been a strong and good husband to her. However, on those days, she felt alone and filled with regret. She also felt this way during our children's weddings, imagining how those would have been joyous occasions we could have shared. She asked if I ever felt the same, and my response has always been that while it was sad for me too, I chose to move forward and not dwell on the past. I found it ironic that she carried such regret, considering how convinced she was that true happiness lay with her new boyfriend. Now that we're nearing 60, I've been contemplating retiring from work and relocating to a warmer place, at least during the cold months. My kids support me and have a strong bond with their mother. The last time I spoke to my ex-wife before moving was at a grandchild's birthday party. She requested to talk to me privately, and we stepped outside. She became overwhelmed with emotions and upset. She had always held on to a glimmer of hope that we might reconcile. My decision to move away signified the definitive end, and it intensified her lifelong regret for not appreciating what she had. She told me she had always loved me and that her feelings for me had never faded. She said she wished she could turn back time and make different choices. I told her that I had always loved her too, but I had to move on. I couldn't live my life in the past. I had to look forward and make the best of the time I had left. She understood, and we hugged each other tightly. It was a bittersweet moment, and I felt a sense of closure. I've been living in a warmer climate for a few years now. I've met some wonderful people and have been enjoying my retirement. I've been reflecting on my life and the choices I've made. I've been thinking about my ex-wife and the love we once shared. I've been wondering if I made the right decision by not giving our relationship another chance. I've been spending winters in the Carolinas, and my ex-wife actually came to visit me. It may sound crazy, but all those old feelings are still there. She stayed at my place, and we did many things together. I'm happy to report that even though we're older, we discovered that we still work well together during that special time. Initially, she planned to stay for a weekend, but it ended up stretching into two weeks and then a month. One night, she started crying and sobbing because of what happened many years ago. She expressed how the past few weeks had brought her immense happiness and how sorry she was for what had happened. She confessed that she constantly wondered what if and if she had wasted her life chasing an unattainable utopian relationship. I assured her that the past was behind us and maybe it was time for us to move forward and reconsider building a future together. I told her that I had always loved her, my feelings for her had never died, and maybe she would like to come and be with me permanently. I told her that I wasn't ready to get married again, but did it really matter at this point in our lives? Surprisingly, she agreed and never actually left my home. Things have been going great between us. When we broke the news to our kids, they had a look of absolute shock on their faces, but they were also genuinely happy for us. My youngest daughter, however, wasn't really surprised because she knew that my love for her mother had never faded, and she had a feeling that it wasn't over. 
Some people might think I'm crazy for giving it another shot after so many years, but at this stage of our lives, all that matters is love and respect. What happened in the past is truly in the past. Now, whenever I see my wife, and yes, I've always considered her my wife, I feel nothing but love and affection. I believe things will only get better, and hopefully, we'll have some good years ahead of us as we enter old age. She made a terrible decision, but that's behind us now. We both faced the consequences, but I'm looking forward to life and moving onward. It might sound cheesy, but one thing is important to me. I always believed that we were co-authors of a book, but it saddened me that we never had the opportunity to finish it. Now, I'm delighted that we have another chance to complete that book and include the final chapters. Would my wife cheat again? At this point in our lives, I don't think she would. However, age and experience have taught me that people are complex. We all have both good and bad within us, and one action or decision doesn't define a person entirely. I also have my own regrets. I regret that I allowed sorrowful emotions to influence my decisions despite always loving my wife. Perhaps I should have recognized her as a human being who made a mistake. Maybe if I had given this a chance earlier, things might have turned out better. I do find myself pondering, what if, but I'm grateful for the second chance we have now. With that said, let me conclude, hoping that my perspective can offer some food for thought to those who have been able to consider it. If you enjoyed this story, please like and leave a comment. It's important for us and will help promote this video. Thank you for watching us.